Welcome to the Mother Effer Podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Jessie. We are two moms who are ready to stop being polite. And start getting real about this thing called motherhood. Because motherhood is no joke, y'all. So put on your big girl panties. Grab a drink. And, and let's, let's do, do this, this thing. thing. Yes. All right. <laughs> Do it in the closet part Do two. Do it in the closet. Yes. Thank you guys for coming back to join us at Mother Effer. Cheers, Beth. Cheers. Yes. We're not coming <laughs> Beth and I have had a super not fun um, past few weeks with uh, school and other things. like Yeah, fuck school. Yeah. And so <laughs> we're having a old-fashioned our yes. yes. Do you know the history of the old fashioned, Jesse, or no? No, do you? I thought you were going to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. All right, we're going to look it up. This is my history of an old fashioned. I'm going to okay. make it up right now. Ready? All right, let's go. Do it. One day, long in ago, 1853, mm-hmm. a man named Simon. Oh, I like it. Okay, let's Living in the bowels of New York City. Ooh, in the bowels. All he could find was whiskey, mm. and his wife made simple syrup to make lollipops for his mm. kids. Okay. And he put a simple syrup lollipop in his whiskey. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what this needs? Mm-hmm. An orange. But oh. those were boozy. Those were bougie as fuck. So he had to steal well, yeah, one. Yeah, because you had like you know you can only get them if you had like scabies and shit. Right. Right. Yeah. So he stole an orange. Mm-hmm. He put a little in. He's like, you know what else this needs? It needs a cherry. Okay. Why? I don't know why. Because they're delicious. <laughs> was there cherries back then? <laughs> there wasn't oranges. <laughs> he stole those too. He did. <laughs> he stole them off the top of a bun. He did. In a store. Okay. <laughs> and then he created an old fashioned. Yes. That's amazing. Because when he drank it, he became so drunk that he just talked old timey. <laughs> Oh my god! Older than in the 1800s. Yeah. What is that like? Is that like Shakespeare shit? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Doth thou need a drink? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Doth thou? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So I really did want to come on and talk about (laughs) that. This is Beth. You're this is Jesse. Spoken word storyteller. Yes, thank you. We're so happy you're here. Look, we know that y'all know that motherhood is sometimes really fucking hard and sometimes you need to let loose. Loose goose, yes. So this is our let loose episode. Can we yeah. agree? Hammered yeah. in the closet. I like it. Cheers. Yes. Let's again, cheers to that. again, yes. again. Yes. Okay. We're cheersing to that. <laughs> Lord. So, yeah, I did want to talk about, though, because Old Fashioned is my favorite drink, and you also love them. Love them, but they're more of a winter drink, let's be honest. Yes, but I like bourbon all the time. I do, too. I do, But they're definitely like a, they make you feel warm. Yeah. So, they're, I totally understand. Okay. (laughs) So, I did want to, because I, um, I did want to talk about, you know, the history of bourbon a little bit. I just told you the history. I know you did, but I want to tell you what Wikipedia says. Oh, the history of bourbon. Okay, well, not really bourbon. So I want to talk a little bit about Jack Daniels. Jack. Do you have any Jack in your home? No. Okay, I do. And, um, you know, it's funny because when you... Jack Daniels is pretty much, I feel like, like a household name when it comes to liquor. Everybody knows. In America... For sure, yeah. I'm not talking, you know, because America's the best. America. <laughs> USA. I'm only talking about America. <laughs> not like Lagavulin, which is in Scotland and amazing. Um, so, I, 
so Jack Daniels, I never really knew this until a couple years ago, which I thought was really cool and interesting history that, of course, not a lot of people know about because the history is about a black man. And, of course, as you know, in America, they have totally erased any history. Right? Yeah, 100%. So Jack Daniels is supposed to be about this incredible white man who created this incredible bourbon. And, you know, it's fantastic and wonderful. It's become a household name. Well, he stole it. He's over Asshole. a man called Nathan Nearest Green. So I'm looking at your computer screen, and I'm wondering if the word here, his nickname, is pronounced like pearls or... Nathan Nearest Green, spelled nearest, in the 1880 census. In- oh. Incorrectly <laughs> Okay, so nearest. I can't see from here, and yeah, it looks blind. like N-E-A-R-L-S. So it's incorrectly spelled nearest... In the 1880 okay. census, but it's called, his nickname was Nearest, and he was um, a black stiller. So he mm. was the one who actually created this incredible bourbon. Um, and then, of course, um, let's see how it happened that he got erased, because you can actually buy bourbon now that's, that is his namesake. Right, oh. so his his family has created this legacy bourbon that is his namesake, which is I've heard of phenomenal. I actually never had it, but I'm really excited to try it. Um, and I have not been able to find it. In is it like Pappy's? Really hard to find or really expensive? Probably. I have never been able to find it. Have you ever locally. had Pappy's? No, I have not. Have what you is, ever heard of Pappy? What is it? Holy crap! What is it? Tell me. <laughs> You're gonna learn so much today. I know. I love it. <laughs> First, let's learn about. Bourbon. I guess people didn't know that they signed up for this podcast right. and it was going to be all about History. cocktails. Yes, exactly. Listen, school's not over, assholes. <laughs> no. <laughs> never. It's never going to be over. Okay. All right. I'm trying to find it and you guys, I'm just having a hard time. Look, I should have been more prepared. Oh, look, they have it on the Jack Daniels website. JackDaniels.com, nearest green. Jack Daniels, first master distiller. Oh, look at that. They recognized him. Yeah, they did, but not in the right way. I feel like they didn't give him... They should have... I mean... All right. Let me not go into that. We'll count Jack Daniels out as a sponsor for this podcast. (laughs) It's okay. Forget you guys. I'm sorry, but there's better bourbon on there. A hundred percent. Like the one in my drink. Woodford Reserve. (laughs) (laughs) It's delicious and the bourbon of the Kentucky Derby. (laughs) True story. Yes. (laughs) We sing to you because we love you. And that is why. So we're just going to enter here. You have to enter your birthday. In order to see this website. Yes. On the Jack Daniels website. Live in person. All right. So I just feel like this is the way that Jack Daniels... PR and marketing team decided to come up with how do we how do we spin this shit so it looks like we did it in our favor not that we totally erased the history of this black man who actually created so the bourbon right into this shit when you've been drinking just want to say like I'm putting it out there really yeah like what do you mean your advocacy goes oh, to the it next does. level <laughs> I love it so I do want to reiterate that that's why <laughs> We really try not to take political sides on this podcast. But we do. But (laughs) I think it's a general... um, Human being courtesy. Right. To to acknowledge that black history in this country has been very much whitewashed. And that when you're in high school, you take a history class. But then as an elective, you can take a black history class. 
which makes no sense to me. Mm-mm. Right. It's the same history. Happened at the same time. Right. Exactly. Like, most people, yeah, there's just so many events of black history that no, nobody knows about. So, that's why I wanted to talk about it on the podcast, because I love bourbon. But I just didn't know the story, and I thought it was really cool. You know, you know what we need to do? We need to find nearest bourbon, yeah, and taste it because I bet it's a hundred percent better than Jack Daniels is what you buy in college. Jim Beam is what you get when you're super poor, and then Jack is when you're like, "Hey, I got right. some money." I love and that. then you graduate college, and it's like, "Oh." <laughs> so here it says that 150 years have passed since Nearest and Jack first began making whiskey together. And to this day, there has always been a member of the Green family working at the Jack Daniel Distillery, probably as a janitor. I was just going to say, as a janitor. But I'm not, like, but you said it first. (laughs) But we we all thought it. So, (laughs) we, look, I am not trying to throw anybody under the bus here, but I I am trying. Jack Daniel sues us. I don't have money for that. I don't either. All right. Well, look, I think that we all had a great... (laughs) lesson in history here. I had no idea. I had no idea. And I and I just learned about this and I thought it was very cool that there there was a, finally a, an awakening to the and man who actually yeah. right, exactly. Yes, Ooh. right. Yeah. So I definitely think that the next our next move should be to go out and, and try some of this. Uh, like we're gonna take a distillery tour in Kentucky. <gasps> I've always wanted to do that. Yes. We're do it. Yes. We'll live stream it. <gasps> oh my god, it'd be look so it up. I don't you want me to look it up right now? Okay. <laughs> Look like, it up. I can't. I won't sleep tonight unless we look it up. Origins of the old fashion. I'm having a type of one hand. Okay. We're super good at yep. our podcast tonight. We are amazing at our podcast tonight. Old Ooh. fashioned. Wikipedia? History and origin of the old fashioned cocktail. Because, and I do enjoy Thrillist.com. She enjoys it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Thrillist.com is actually great. Um, I mean, I'm sure that there are just so many contributions hey, to I our country. Close. I was right? close. There are so many contributions to our country that black people have brought that are totally unrecognized. So if it turns out that an old-fashioned was invented by a person of color, I'm going to love it even more. So let's see. Here's a short, sweet history of one of the world's greatest cocktails brought to you by Thrillist, which I do enjoy. I don't know if you ever read Thrillist, but it's, it's fantastic. I really enjoy it. So... Let's see here. 1862. I was not far off, everyone. You really were not. So this book contains recipes from an old-fashioned Holland gin cocktail. Okay. So it started off with gin. Clearly they really Delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I gonna, love gin. We're not going to talk I about I would them. drink gin all day long. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. 1880. Oh, right. Because it's bourbon in Kentucky. Exactly. The story starts off in Louisville, Kentucky. So we were not in the right place. Of course. So, of course, it starts off in a private social club, which I'm sure only white men were allowed to be the in. The Dennis Club. Um, what the fuck name oh is that? Oh, Lord. James E. Pepper, bartender and esteemed bourbon aristocrat, was said to have invented the drink in Louisville. Yeah. Before he brought the recipe to the Waldorf Astoria Hotel he- in New York City. Where? The Waldorf Astoria. In what city? In New York City. Oh. Yeah. Like I said in my story. Like this is where supposedly the old fashioned was born. Were you right? Eat a dick, everyone. Okay. <laughs> Were you right? <laughs> I you said right? it was born in New York City. Oh, okay. In the bowels of New York City. <gasps> Not the Waldorf Astoria. <gasps> See, but right. I was thinking more of like gangs of New York area. Oh, gangs of New York. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah, dis- it's, it's no, disgusting and bloody. No, but it was like bloody. bougie people that were still British. It definitely was. Dicks. It looks like this guy, yeah, it looks like he was a well-known um, bartender, Ooh, so. He put lemon peel on a jigger of gin. Okay. Gross. Really? I don't know. Gin in an old-fashioned is disgusting. Oh, no. okay. All right. No, that was the old guy. This is the new guy, the guy who invented the drink. Oh. You, yeah, okay. So this is supposedly where the old-fashioned was born. Okay, so. So, yeah, it's an old tradition. It's a hundred years old. Yeah, it is. Plus. Okay, so we're going to move on now from our whiskey <laughs> bourbon talk. You know what? When you get the hammered episode, it is a d- fucking delight. It it's is. a fucking delight. It is. It is All a, right. It's a bourbon delight. So we're let's enjoy you, it. Cheers. Yes. Okay. So, yes. <laughs> My we mom's going to be so proud. She's always proud Can when she listens. I tell one story about the old-fashioned? Just one? Please. Okay, so yes, yes. the old-fashioned is a drink in my family. It just is a drink. It's a winter drink. Okay, yes, of course. Uh, gin and tonic is the summer drink. Right. But when um, I went to my grandmother's funeral, she had turned... It was either... No. It was her 100th birthday party. Okay, so not dead yet. Not dead yet. Okay. Um, she was a hundred years old. Did you love those parties? I loved it. Did she love it? Did she even know? We had a party and then we had another party. Is she, okay. This yeah. is at the, this is at the after party. Okay. Okay. I had every one of my uncles make me an old fashioned mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. see who made the best. How one. many uncles do you have? Seven. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big difference if you have like two, but seven. No, including my dad. And my dad's like, ah, I don't want to make you this. Drink. I'm like, do it. Do you want to win? Mm. Everyone made the drinks. Okay. Some of them watered them down because I was drunk. Mm. Lame. Because they didn't water them down when Come they on. were drunk before. Right, of course, because they're men. They have penises. But my, right? uncle Fra- my uncle Frank, who was, okay. who was an Italian, mm. Long Island, New Yorker. Okay, okay. Told me the funniest story that I can't recall, but I laughed the whole time he was making it for me, and he won the competition. It was so amazing. I just want to say that it's so funny because Beth, who is uh, from Virginia and then oh lived in God. Seattle and yeah. then moved to Charlotte, yes. sometimes slips into this New York accent, <laughs> and it's the best thing ever. And I, that's where I really, when we first met, didn't know where she was from. It's and a mystery. It's a mystery. <laughs> And so, I love it, though. I'm here for it. And it makes sense that some of your family is from up there because it would make sense if you, like, were around that. And Oh, no. I grew up there. Right. Okay. So. Yeah, it's, seven years old is when I moved. But they're all, right. they all talk like that. It's amazing. I love it. There's nothing better than a story told in a Long Island accent. I have a friend. Her name is Joanne. Beautiful, wonderful woman. I very, very much adore her. And she has this fabulous accent. It's fabulous. It's so fabulous. And it's. It's made more fabulous by her because she's she is this incredible writer and this incredible speaker and she and her wife and her daughter live in New York City and they're living this fabulous life and so when she speaks and she's got this accent you just want to listen to her. Yeah. You know. I think the accent comes with storytelling. Storytelling is like a thing in my family, my dad's side of the family especially. Oh yeah. And yeah. when you have the accent and you can tell a story you're like yeah. it's a captive audience. Have you ever listened to like um Moth Radio Hour? No. <gasps> oh my god. If you love <laughs> storytelling, you need to listen to Moth Radio Hour. That's all they do. It's storytelling from people from all across the world. It's amazing. It's I a- love a good story. I have so Me many too. stories. A couple of them I want to tell because I know yeah. my our audience would love them. But yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't know if my dad listens. So. <laughs> Just tell him to listen. Just tell him one episode. Don't listen. I will. Okay. But like don't listen to this one. It's about stuff. 
so we want to talk today um, not only just about cocktails and about our very um, our, our deep love for our mothers of color and our trans moms and our single mm-hmm. moms because we will always raise them up. We also want to talk about a little thing called hormones. Why we drink the alcohol? Because of hormones. <laughs> Isn't it funny? It's <laughs> hormones. Hormones. You fucking hormones. Fucking whore. So let me preface this. So I, <laughs> I am, I guess, a year and some change postpartum. Mm. Okay. So this is my fourth baby, but my first girl. So I've always struggled with depression. You guys have, have you've heard the episode. You you heard about my mental breakdown. You know that I've struggled with mental health. But I feel like, and I've always struggled with postpartum depression. But I feel like with Ava, because she's my fourth, but she's a girl. Mm-hmm. It is fucking all over the place. And I'm on my medication. I actually was on my medication um, during my whole pregnancy. Um, and then after I had Ava, my hormones were all over the place, which basically translates into me uh, sort of rotating between screaming and crying and breaking down and being happy and delirious and then doing it all over again. Kind of like bipolar. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So my um, my lovely GYN, who I adore, put me on some birth control. Um, and then Ugh. I take it because it helps with my hormone regulation. And I don't feel like a batshit crazy person anymore. See, I'm the opposite. Really? Yeah. When I went back on um, birth control after I had Harrison, I yeah. turned into a crazy person. Really? I may have also been a crazy person off them I but didn't so. realize right, that until yeah. I had Mary it amplified Jane. your crazy yeah yeah like I just didn't feel good mm. like physically feel good at all so um, like mentally or physically or both it was both it was okay. like I just didn't feel right okay and so ever since I had my 16 almost 17 year old I have never taken birth control until I yeah. got the IUD and right. that's just like a smidge well, so I don't take it. I've never really taken it because it also made me feel like just crazy. But after I had Ava, I guess I was like, she, I guess it was she was a year old by the time I could get to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, we put ourselves last and I put mm-hmm. everybody else's needs before mm-hmm. mine. But finally, I went to my GYN and I was like, look, about a week before my period, I get so dark that I'm I'm sometimes scared and that I'll end up back in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I don't. And I'm on my meds. I don't skip it. I'm very, I'm Unless really Unless you leave that. it at the beach. Mm, well, we won't talk about that. Unless you forget <laughs> them. <laughs> I am religiously really good at it. Normally. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, I, I said, you know, I don't know what's going on with me. She tested my thyroid. She was like, I'm going to guarantee you it's your hormones. And if we put you on a super mild birth control, it's going to help. She tested my thyroid just in case and it was fine. But even on the birth control, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I have these really random mornings where I'm just sad. And I just want to cry. And I just feel like my whole world is fucked. And everyone around me is out to get me. And I hate everyone. And I just want to sc- scream and cry and go in my bed and not get out. I I think that is normal. Even though it sucks, it's normal. Um, I have had days where I don't get out of bed. Yeah. And I'm, I take medication regularly. Okay. But there are days where I get up. I do the bare minimum and I go right back to bed. And my kids are yeah. older, so they don't right. need me as much. But on those days, I think, what are they going to remember? Yeah, from this time in their life, like sure. their mom just napping all day long. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's not what I want. Right. And for me, it is 
we talked about this earlier, the mm-hmm. imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I have huge imposter syndrome when it comes yeah. to being a mom. Really? Yep. Because okay. because my kids aren't perfect. Right. Right. You know, they don't have matching clothes. Their beds don't have matching bed spreads. No. Nope. Their rooms are disgusting. Harrison yep. had 11 fucking cavities the last time we went to the dentist. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Listen. Yeah. I'm doing my best. Yeah. And then I have, you know, their dad, who is awesome, is like, you've been working so hard this year, and you've done your best to get them through school. You right. Know? Yeah. And I appreciate that. But then I'm like, have I, though? Because yes. Logan's barely passing. And, you know, <sighs> yeah. like, I get up, and they don't want to do it. And I'm like, me neither. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's fuck off school today. Right. Exactly. When we went on vacation this past weekend for Memorial Day, I did not want to come back. I know. I know. At all. Neither today, I'm sure. No. Yeah. No. And when I got back, I was looking at their assignments once again in power school. I fucking hate power school. <laughs> and <laughs> power school, by the way, is virtual learning and, and no. where we learn. No, power school is where all their grades are housed. You'll learn because you're, oh, you're new. You're new no. to the district. Okay. Power school is where you can log in and see all of their grades. All the time. All they're missing, everything. Oh, so I, every morning I log into power school and I, I go don't through know each that. class and I'm like, zero, 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 zero. And I'm like, dude. Yeah, right. Okay. Why do you have a zero on this? I know you did it. Right, right. It's like, oh, I just marked it as done, but didn't turn anything in. Why? <sighs> yeah. I'm to the point where I'm like, all right, whatever. I guess you just get a zero. So your imposter syndrome is that is, is it comes from the fact that you feel like your kids are not doing as well as you want them to do. Well, they, I just or? don't feel like they match up with what everyone else's kids are like. You know, okay. these ambitious. Okay, my okay. kids are. I'm not saying they're not ambitious, but yeah. they're not like I'm going to go to Clemson or Yale and I'm going to be a doctor. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, it's like I'm going to be a streamer and YouTuber, and right. I'm going to be a <laughs> DJ, and I'm going to be yeah. an artist. Yeah, yeah. Eddie wants to be an inventor, so he'll support the rest of the family. Okay, but there you go. There you go. I just feel like. You know, you've got all these kids that are winning awards for even attendance. I know. Oh, I hate that. I'm like, shit. oh my god! I, I just like my kids get up every day and they're like, yay! Right? Exactly. Yeah. Did you show up today? Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, there was a post on social media that I saw recently, and it was and, I, and it made me think of you because it was cheering on all the kids who are exactly how you're describing have barely made it through the year have have gotten C's instead of A's. Mm-hmm. You know, have shown up but really struggled. Like those kids still deserve a pat on the back. Those yeah, kids who do. had to work and also. Oh, and you I know. saw um, this chapped my hide. It's not my my um, uh, middle school, so it didn't bother me. Plus, my kids don't want to go to field day. But yeah, I saw someone post that one of the middle schools in the area said that virtual kids can't come for field day. Oh my god! Because they didn't prepare the day for virtual learners. What? So virtual kids, even though they've gone to school every fucking day, right? Can't go to field day. Oh, my God. That sucks. I'm like, eat a dick. Yeah. That that is rude. Like, my kids don't want to go, so I got out of that. Right, right. (laughs) But But still. Like, my way of getting back at all the teachers and everybody this year, not not the teachers so much. I I love them. They had a hard time, whatever. But I I have had teachers I did not like. I've had administration that I did not like a lot this year. Right. And SC Ready testing was last week and this week. Okay. That's the end of year testing. And I've had so many friends are like, oh, I just opted out of it. I opted out of it. I'm like, I didn't. You want to know why? You can opt out of it? Hell yeah, you can. It's like, you want to know why I didn't opt out? 
Because mm-hmm. Logan is not the one you want taking the fucking SC ready test. He's the one that's going to make us all look like ding dongs. He's going to and he's I gonna bring down the average. Go. Yeah, right, yeah, I'm like, you're going to take this test. Yeah, yeah, and you're going to make sure you yeah. do shitty on it, <laughs> so that you, my son, can bring yes. down the the patriarchy and the fucking government and all of it. Like you are the one they don't want there, he's but I'm bringing you. I'm bringing you. <laughs> yeah, I'm so I am so concerned because so so we host all those tests every fucking year. Yeah, because standardized tests are that they're fucking bullshit. They're horse shit. Yeah, and they don't accurately measure anyone. You know, a standardized test in high school once it said I would be a heavy machine operator <laughs> or a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like I don't know. The kind of being an anthropologist is kind of a little bit of those. <laughs> I guess. I mean, is working like this big computer equipment, heavy machinery? I did work for Sunbelt for a hot second. Oh, my God. However, fuck well, those tests. So we homeschooled this year. And we homeschooled not because we wanted to. Yeah, she's spilling the bourbon. Don't do that. That's like a party foul. So we homeschooled not because we wanted to, but because I felt like we were forced to. to. Yeah. Um. Our son, Jack, was in the sixth grade, and by December of last year was so depressed, he was in therapy, because virtual learning was just was just completely um, destroying his confidence in school. Mm-hmm. And then I had two kids with special needs who just did not do well in virtual learning, and so I was like, fuck it, we're not going to do this. We're just going to homeschool and play by our own rules. But now I'm a little concerned, because I have to re-enroll them in school, and... They'll be fine. I don't know what the requirements are... For me to like show them that we actually did shit. Because oh, some days, well, yeah. some days we didn't do shit. Because I mean, don't you have to turn something in for homeschooling at the end of the year? So in North Carolina, where we were when we started homeschooling, you had to take like this end of the year test. But it wasn't to, it was basically to show the school when you re-enrolled. Yes, we did. We work. did work. Right. right. I exactly. something. Right. Um, and literally I could have sat down next to them during, cause it's a virtual, you know, it's like, did, right. right. So it's online. So I could have sat next to them and helped them through the test and they would have been fine. I don't know what it is in South Carolina because yeah, but we're you, only here you, for like the last two months of right, the school year. But you started in North Carolina. Right. That's where you'll, that's where you will end. So yeah. you'll take that end of year test and you'll give it to here and they'll put you in to the next Cause we grade. have like stopped doing school. Because CNS, where we were in North, in, in, well, in North Carolina, the school year is over. So we started with their calendar oh, well, that, year. That's, well, that's fine if your right. school year is officially over. Right. We started and their calendar year. We've taken this end of year test. Have we have. We have not taken okay, it yet. You need to do that. Yeah. Let's so that's take where the we test, are, and yeah. then you'll be fine. Right. You'll be fine. So, but I'm, you know, I'm just feeling for all those moms out there, you know, who. <laughs> You know, when I I posted on our mom's group this morning, because I like mom's groups, you know, sometimes they can get a little dodgy. They were so kind. They were. When I posted this morning and I was like, you know, just really bearing my soul and was like, you know, I'm on meds. I've had a breakdown. I've, I've been in therapy, but I still wake up every morning. Not every morning. Some mornings feeling just horrible like i could cry mm-hmm. all day like and, is this my fucking life right exactly and i have a i, I am a super blessed privileged woman and i still wake up some mornings like i did this morning and mm-hmm. just wanted to cry and stay in bed and punch somebody in the face and the response that i got from other moms was resoundingly <laughs> affirmative yeah that so many moms are feeling the same way and they did remind you that we are living through a panda express <laughs> yeah like it's pandemic time yeah and we were talking about this before we started recording. 
everyone's like, oh my God, moms have it so hard. It's like, fuck yeah, we do. It's all and these, we have right, all these it publications. It's always been like this. Right. All of these like major publications that I typically very, you know, enjoy a lot. Had all these headlines splashed across their <laughs> across their magazines and their newspapers. Working moms have had it the hardest during the pandemic. Well, it's like, you know what? Working moms have always fucking had it the hardest. Moms, period. Right. Period. And, yes. and working, non like, stay-at-home working doesn't matter. I've done both. They're both shitty. They're, they both have their shitty fucking days. It's so incredibly hard. It and, is. And, you know, when I talk to my husband, and and he, really, I couldn't ask for a better partner. Like, we, we fight, we, you know, we quarrel, we bicker, whatever. Every married couple does. We've been together a long time. But really, I couldn't ask for a better partner. But when I try to explain to him what I do He's during the day. He's super hot. <laughs> he is so hot. <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> but when I um, <laughs> when I try to explain to him what it's like to own my own business and try to work from home. And when I, when I work, you know, I know it's my own business, but I still have clients that I answer to. Right. And mm-hmm. I and so when they email me, when they call me, when we have meetings scheduled, when I have deliberate you know, deliverables that I have to turn in, those things are real, you know, and it's a job and I'm still bringing in an income, you know, and it's not like what he does, but I'm still doing it. So I'm still right. trying to work. You're and contributing. Be, yeah. And I'm still being present with my clients during the day and making sure that they have what they need and they feel good about working with me, but also having four kids also present at the same time and one of them is a baby mm-hmm. she needs constant attention right and and constant stimulation especially now that she's getting older and every one of them wants uh, you know something different to eat at a different time and right. you know and is constantly interrupting me and is you know wanting to do things during the day and and when i was homeschooling having to you know really parcel up my time between trying to work and be present with clients and trying to work and be present with my kids you know and now that it's t- you know officially summer break for us now I'm like, okay, well, I can be more present with my clients, but shit, are my kids going to sit on the screens all day so I can work? You know, <laughs> you know? what? It's okay. Yeah. I it's just... okay if they do. Because the truth is, even kids get tired of them. Tired of what? The screens. Yeah. they. You have a whole, like, hobbit shire in your backyard for them to the play shire. with. <laughs> they will go out there and they yeah. will play. Yeah. And you have a son... Who's old enough to take all of them out there yeah. and watch them and make sure they're would. safe? He's a he's not a nice kid. Well, so he's nice to other people, to his brothers not huh. so much. I mean, I've seen him not be nice. Yeah, not to me. I was not okay with that. Yeah, we've we've been struggling. We've we've been struggling. I'll come over there. I'll let him know. Okay. Yeah. Not that I should. Preteen but. is hard. <laughs> no, please, Ranko. My husband has been very um, adamant with our kids because I feel like I'm so exhausted and so worn down that when they treat me like shit, I let it slide yeah. because I have no more you energy do, you don't, to fight you don't. it. Oh, 100%. I have done that with my kids. They treat me like garbage. Right. And Ranko's like, how do you let them talk to you like this? But on the flip, yeah. if you were at my house and my kids spoke to me the way they do, right. you would probably be like, what the fuck you doing? Right. Yeah. Ver- vice versa. Right. I'm at your house and right. Jack says something smart and I'm like, I'm sorry. Eating what? at the table's hard? Right. Eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do show I you need, what you're having for do dinner Do I need instead. to give you the speech about sucking dicks under the bridge? Yeah, because I, I will. I will. I will. And if you guys, ask me. Look, if you guys haven't heard this story, go back a few episodes yeah. <laughs> and listen to Beth's story. I think story. it's our first mommy sewed. 
I think it is too. Where Beth talks about how she um, she gives her son the speech. shining moment. Yeah, and you guys, shining. I'm not going to go too into detail because I don't want to ruin it. But you guys need to listen to it. It's amazing. <laughs> it is our first mommy so. But let's put it, it this way: been. people were like, "I can't believe you told that story on the podcast." Fuck yeah! So go Fuck back yeah. and listen. Yeah. But yeah. when I see other people's kids being disrespectful to them, yeah, I lose my mind. Yeah, my kids being disrespectful to me, it's like I have been worn down like an old rock. Right. I'm like a smooth stone you can skip across a lake. Exactly. I'm exhausted. I, I'm like, exhausted. tell me you hate me one more time. I don't care. Right. I know. I have. I hate I you just... too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but I'll. Because it's so, it is so hard. It's not just physically draining. It's emotionally draining. And for yeah. me, so I don't know if you're familiar with this term of an empath. I am an empath. Oh my god! I so, feel everybody's fucking feelings, and me it sucks too. And I hate it. And I wish that I could just turn this part of me off. Yeah. And it, I sometimes feel like it makes me a very ill-equipped parent because I let a lot of shit slide because right. I you make I feel what for they it. right. And you're like, oh, you're having a bad day. It's okay that you call me a bitch. Right. It's not right. When I say that, I'm like, oh, you only said that because you're angry. You only said that because you're tired. You only said that because you're having a hard time with your girlfriend or whatever. It's like, ah. And so I've had to really um, kind of follow Ranko's lead and, you know, sort of separate myself from my feelings and just be very pragmatic about it because I am so exhausted and so worn down. I'm the adult. I'm the parent. Exactly. You're the child. Go fuck yourself. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't, they have been very, um, not, I wouldn't say very hard on them, but just fought, like I said, following Rico's lead. Like, we just moved into this house a few months ago. So, you know, we're just finally getting out of boxes. We're just starting to get stuff organized. So the upstairs where the two middle boys are has been a wreck. Ranko went upstairs this weekend and totally fucking cleaned it and organized ooh, it. I mean, it, well, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. He got nice. what he deserved. And so, um, <laughs> <laughs> woo! It was amazing. <laughs> hey, see, that's what I said. You do the work, you get the room. the potato. But he did. Like, he went up there and he was like, I can't take this anymore. Going upstairs gives me anxiety because it's so fucking disgusting. Because it's like shit's halfway out of boxes and there's a million, there's just things all over the floor and, you know, it's just so disorganized. So he went upstairs, he killed it, he nailed it, it was great. You know, and so he told the boys afterwards, he gave them both a very stern lecture. Mm -hmm. I do not want to come upstairs and see this room any other way than how it looks right now. Oh my. That's a high standard. Well, he, but he feels like they can meet it, right? Oh, sure, they can. They can, absolutely. It's not going to be perfect, but they can meet it. So today, when I went upstairs, and there were things out of place, and it wasn't bad, but it would accumulate, right? Right. You need to straighten up every day. Right. And I got on them about it, you know, and they were like, God, you sound like dad. And I was like, okay, I'm doing something right. Yeah. (laughs) That's nice. Right, yes. Thanks for the compliment dicks but i think it's just been like this this past year of like i think we're all just exhausted and we are so worn down Mm -hmm. if your kids were in school if your kids were virtual if your kids were homeschooling whatever it is moms across the board are fucking exhausted and that leads us to our next topic because moms are the fucking default god i've been saying forever Listen, I'm yeah. not saying it's a bad thing. We definitely have our role as mothers. I'm not, yeah. I'm like, it is what it is. Men, typically, I, I should say whoever stays at home with the kids is the default parent. 
Yes, I agree. And 95% of the time it's a woman. Right. And, um, you know, uh, for me, I get burned out. I'm not even married anymore, but I am the default parent. I have Mm -hmm. them all the time because their dad has to work to keep us all with food and shelter and all that other shit. Right. So anything I can do to make that easier for him, I will do. Yeah. However, I can't help but think sometimes, must be nice Mm. to just be sitting in your house alone all day. Because he works from home. Yeah. Yeah. And he hates it. He hates it. Was he working from home before COVID? No. Okay. He was in but okay. I just can't help. Even when he was working, when we were married, it's yeah. like he'd text me. He's like, oh, it's it's birthday day. We're having cake and ice cream. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> and I was jealous of his commute. I was like, you get to drive to work and back without anyone in the fucking car. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, I have them every day. Yeah. Regardless of whose week it is. I have them every day. For school? Or just during the day during while he's the day work. while he's working. Okay. So they are my nine to five. So okay. To speak. Okay. Okay. And if okay. it's my week with them, they're here twenty four seven. And if yeah. it's not, they're here during the day and they leave at night. Yep. I get four days a month with okay. nobody. Mm. Which sounds amazing. And yeah. it is. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Because I know that parents in general who are married and have loving relationships and are happy. Yeah. <laughs> don't get that at all. No period. Yeah, it's hard. So I'm gonna say it's nice, but um, what I, I just, even when we were married, mm-hmm. I'd be in the shower. Mm-hmm. He'd be home. But here they come. Yep. I can't open this fruit snack. <laughs> I can't find my, I can't find my blanket. Yeah. Do you know where my uniform is for soccer? Yeah. I'm like, I am naked. I know. I'm naked. <laughs> where is your dad? He's playing yeah. Call of Duty. Yeah. I'm like, go bother him. <laughs> Fuck off. Like, get, let yeah. me at least take a goddamn shower. Exactly. Exactly. But you know what I did? I opened the door and I opened the damn fruit snack. Right. And I talk yeah. to them. Yeah. And I tell them where their uniforms are. And yep. then, like, because if it's not know. there, here's where it might be as well. And, oh, just yep. give me a minute and I'll get, I'll come yep. help you find it. How many times have I said that? Give me a minute and I'll come help you. Yeah. It's like, let me put aside whatever I was doing for myself right. and come help you. And look... I get that. We signed up for this. We are parents. Right. We had kids on purpose. We made this choice. So, that, that is very true. Right. So when I hear people say, you know, well, why should we give mothers accommodations at work? They decided to have kids. That it's was their problem, choice. Breeder. Exactly. Right. And you know what? That's true. But your mother also decided to have you. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. We are procreating here. <laughs> so, you're the breeders, and without us, you got nothing. Right, basically. Yes. Your your life, your world is over. And so I feel like, you know, when... Somebody out there is like, I'm working on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm working on that. <laughs> but for sure, even as a great a partner as Ranko is, the kids, you know, I'm with them 24-7, mm-hmm. and so I am definitely the default parent. And he works really hard to um, take some of that burden off of me, especially when he gets home from work. Like, he'll... I typically will make dinner um, because I start, or you know, we eat dinner early because the kids go to bed kind sometimes, of early. Sometimes doing that, like when the husbands but, get home, yeah, it's like I'm going to make dinner so I can do something from start to finish. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, and he'll watch the kids while I make dinner, and I have a beer while I drink. I'd you rather know, and, take a bubble bath and not do anything, yeah, but right. I'll make dinner right so that I can do something start to finish without right. interruption, without anyone bothering me. I have a beer or a glass of wine. I turn on my podcast. Or I an enjoy old cooking. Well, yeah. 
old fashioned sick a little bit too much work. I just, I'll typically drink something while I'm cooking that's easy to open or pour. <laughs> you know, it's not going to get me totally drunk while I'm making dinner. But, you know, it's nice to be able to have that time. And then he will, you know, the kids will eat dinner. And then the kids, you know, typically will wind down and he'll put the big boys to bed. I put the baby to bed. But he really does try to help to make sure that some of that burden is off of me. Yeah. But, but still, it's like the kids will come to me no matter what, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it's so funny because when I go out, like if I have a social event, which has not happened in a really long time. We are having a social event right now. We are, yes. <laughs> I agree. If we bring in a third person someday, we'll really have a social yeah, event. Yeah, it'll be, amazing. be crowded. It'll be nice. <laughs> it'll get hot. It's going to be so lovely. <laughs> but, you know, it's so funny because, you know, um, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember where I was going with this. It's just so terrible. When you have a social event and you leave the house, they act like you've been gone for a hundred years. <laughs> I did post out of my Instagram today. Fuck it. It's like, oh my, and yeah. I always feel rushed. I yeah. always felt, I should say, I always felt rushed when I yeah. was married and, and I left the kids with Rob. But when you went out, but when you went out, did people say, oh my God, you look amazing. How, oh my God, you look phenomenal. So I would go out and people would say that and I would be like, oh my God, I got a shower today by myself. Right. You know, people were like, oh my God, that's hilarious. And I'm like, but it's, it's true. true. Right, it's exactly. True. No, like, I usually went to a friend's house. Okay. So I had this friend, Christy, that used to live in my old neighborhood. And after okay. I had... After I had Eddie, like two or three months after I had Eddie, yeah, she's like, "All right, you're not pregnant anymore. Come over." Okay, and I was she not see you while you're pregnant? No, I couldn't drink. Okay, so after I had Eddie, I formula fed, so that wasn't an issue, right? And I went to her house, Mm -hmm. and at three in the morning, oh shit, Rob finally texted me. Was like. You need to come home now. Right. Where are you? And my friend Christy's like, fuck that. (laughs) I'm like, no, no, I think I should leave. Did she have kids? Yeah, she had kids, but they were older. Okay. They were not babies. So it's like, it's like me and you now. Yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I went home and he was upstairs like giving Eddie a bottle and I'm like, let me do it. (laughs) I'm like, I got it. It's fine. And he's like, you smell like a bar. I'm like, I know. I know. So what I do, I put on like, what is that vampire show on HBO? True Blood. Yeah. I put that on the iPad yeah. and I'm watching True Blood. Yeah. Like exuding alcohol from my body but, as I feed my baby formula. So right. I'm basically the worst mom on the planet. Ah, whatever. Fuck but um, I'll never forget that. Because she's like, no, nah, girl, you're fine. It's only three in the morning. I'm like, you're right. I got this. I'm good. I have it. I'm good. The next day was horrible. It but sucks. The truth is, it was worth it because we sang yeah. all night long in what the did garage. You sing? Abba. <gasps> Abba. Oh so what's your favorite? What's your favorite Abba song? Chikatita. <gasps> Mine is Dancing Queen. Okay. Is it totally cliche? But I really yeah. love it, though. It's I love right. it. Okay, I know. Now, Chikatita is my favorite. So what is that one? How does it go? Chikatita, tell me the truth. I don't think I know that Holy one. Fuck! Isn't it terrible? I really only know the Abba I'm a songs. Shoulder. It's about best friends. I think I only knew the the ones that were in Mamma Mia. That one's in that movie. Oh, is that really? It is. Okay. <laughs> They're like trying to cheer her up. They're like, oh yes, 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 yes. Best friends. 
I love that. You're the ones who you must rely on. I love it. (laughs) So good. Now I have to sing the rest of it. So good. Jiggity die, you and I know. <laughs> yeah, fuck this. I love it. Look at you and your voice. So fun. Holotics come and they go in the scars they're leaving. Move on. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. But still, did you feel like when you came home that you had to feed Eddie? Yes. Like, like I, even though like you were I tapping smelled like Bob a bar out. and I was drunk, yeah, I felt like I had to feed him to say I am still a good mom. Like you had to tap Rob out, right? Like it's okay. I'm done. It's I'm like, here. Go, go sleep. Right. You right. Have a hard day at work tomorrow. Right. Hmm. Right. Because what it we do, because what we do isn't work. Right. Because we I, get it's paid. Life. Right. We so, should get paid. Fuck yeah. Oh, my God. Especially after the year we had. Shit. Mm. Well, we kind of did. But. We did get a stimulus. Yeah. And then those, you know, those. um I'm getting the kid money, too. Yeah, the kid money. The kid money's, like, but tapping in in July. Rob and I split who gets kids, so we can both get kid money at okay. that time. Okay. And he makes too much for the kid money. Oh. And so we end up only getting two kids money. Oh, so half the amount. Really? Damn. I know. Shit. Okay. We get our kid money in July, which I'm really excited about. So if you're on the fence about having kids, there's kid money coming your way. There's you kid it. money. Yeah, and you know what was really <laughs> What was really cool is that they actually counted Ava because she was born in twenty twenty. So while we didn't get they to claim should have her, counted her. Well we didn't get to claim her on our taxes. They claimed they she was a part of the stimulus. Why didn't you get to claim her Oh, you mean in twenty twenty when Correct. you got stimulus? I was like Yeah. No, no, no. Right. So, like, when we did our taxes. It was 2019. Correct. So, we didn't get to claim her as a dependent. But now that we were moving on to the kid money, they actually included kids who were born in 2020, which was nice. amazing. I know. It was fucking amazing. Because, you know, when Ava was born, <laughs> so we had this whole, you know, we can we can definitely talk birth stories, which I'm super, I want to do a whole episode <laughs> of birth stories. Oh, my God. But I just want to talk about having a baby during a pandemic because it's truly. During a Panda Express. It's truly a unique experience. So, like, we had, this is our last kid, you guys. I am getting my tubes tied. I'm getting my bladder tacked up. Did that. And I'm getting a breast lift. Okay. I've done two out of three. I'm fucking doing it all. Well, actually two, one out of three. I am done having children. Mm -hmm. My husband is such a baby, will not get a vasectomy, he keeps putting it off. So I figured, you know what? Fuck it. I already am tired of peeing on myself, so I'm getting, I already have the, the surgery scheduled. I'm getting the, the bladder surgery. Yes. Okay, because I tried the... It's life-changing. I'm, I've tried the physical therapy. It does not work for me. Well, you have to do it before they'll do the surgery. I, I tried. It did not work. It doesn't for me. work. For me. I'm saying it this is doesn't a personal... Work. You've birthed four children. Yeah. No amount of physical therapy will no. put your innards back where they belong. Not at all. My bladder is basically hanging out of my vagina like yeah. a like a clitoris. It's terrible. So <laughs> and it's it doesn't bad. feel nice. It's, no, not at all. <laughs> you can't... If you flick it, it will pee on you. you can't. <laughs> Isn't that what people want these days, though? It's bad. <laughs> it's just terrible. And so... <laughs> <laughs> it's just bad. As I laugh and pee on myself more. And so... I've, I haven't peed on myself since getting that surgery. I'm so no excited. joke. I'm no so joke. excited. Life changer. 
Right? I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, my God. I know. It's so funny because one of my best friends' name is Aaron. He's also a client of mine. I love him so much. He's this fabulous gay man. Just so smart. So innovative. Just wonderful. I love working with him. No, he's not. But he, I already, you know, I kind of let him know. I was like, okay, I have this, this surgery schedule. I'll be out for about a week. And he's like, I know you're looking forward to that hospital vacay. You know? yeah. And I'm like, I am fucking excited about having several days off while recovering from surgery. Yeah, and, then I'm like, lift. and then I'm like, isn't that a little sad that I'm super pumped about getting fucking isn't invasive surgery? Sad? Isn't it sad that we need to have surgery in order to get time off? Yeah. Because my sister had um, something wrong with her liver. Mm-hmm. And she went into the hospital last yeah. year um, for and everything turned out fine, but she was there for a couple days, and she's like, this is great. I know. I'm super I have, excited. I have, um, what is it, the really good drugs. and Yeah, and room service. Room service. You can watch whatever you want on TV. Yeah, and no one could go right. see her. Yeah, it's amazing. She's like, it's the best. I can't wait. And there's actually a thing, this is like a phenomenon called like the hospital fantasy that's like become a that's become a real thing amongst women where they want to go in the hospital because they need a fucking break. Well, I had that surgery and it was outpatient. Yeah. I've so heard. I had the surgery. Mhm. Okay. And then I woke up I was w- woken up from the best sleep I've ever had in my life. Okay. And then I had to sit in a chair mm-hmm. and then they sent me home and I begged them. I was like, "Can I just spend the night?" <laughs> Right. It's outpatient? It was outpatient. Did you get it, like, at home? I had to go home with a catheter. Rob had to take care of that. It was gross. Oh, God. The next day I drove back. (laughs) Okay, let me prepare you. Yeah. The next day I drove back and they took the catheter out, which isn't nice. Yeah. And then they took all of the packing out of your vagina. (gasps) And when they're pulling it out, it was like a magic trick. Does it hurt? It doesn't hurt. Okay. But you just are like, when is this going to end? Did you put a king size sheet up my badge? <laughs> yes. Like, for serious, yes, what they did. is happening yes, right they now? Did. And, but you don't pee on yourself ever again. And That's- I do want to get my tubes tied, but my, my OB convinced me to get the marina instead because she didn't want me to go through well, so surgery. My, so my, my GYN was like, if they can do the bladder surgery and the tubes at the same time. That yeah, let me tell you, so. if you're about to have a baby and you know it's your last and you end up having, I think it's C-section or vaginally, mm-hmm. get your tubes tied. Yeah, man. Because I had my last one vaginally and she's like, do you want me to tie your tubes? And I was like, get out of my vagina. I'm That's, done with you. Right, right, And right. I didn't know I was going to get divorced. Right, right. Because Rob got a vasectomy. So I'm like, get yeah, out. I don't right. need you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wish I had done it. Because really I can excited. still have kids. Want anymore? No, me neither. I am so done, and especially like having a baby during a pandemic. We so Ava was our fourth, and so we had three boys, and then we found out we we're having this girl. And you know, I know we've talked about this a lot that my mom's a midwife, and so with our three previous boys, I had done everything the west the Western medicine way, right? Mm-hmm. That's all the all medical about. interventions, and so for our fourth one, I was like, okay, I really want to try natural birth i really like i want to prepare i want to have a doula i want to grow out your vag hair and like get a bush going and videotape it so i definitely (laughs) did not videotape it like who do you bushy vag who do you show that video to like let's have a dinner party and then show our birth video who yeah like i don't want to watch it and i had the baby i don't want to watch it's like on do you remember that episode of friends 
no. when Rachel's watching the video and she's horrified. Like, who do you show that video to? Mm-mm. No. But I, the reason I wanted to do it is because I knew it was our last. And I wanted to experience what it was like to feel childbirth. Mm-hmm. It was my last one. Did you like it? So I have to say, <laughs> I have to say. Okay. So I had prepared. I got a doula. Her name is Patty. She's fucking amazing. I love her. And she's exactly what I need. I told her when we first met. I said, my husband is my emotional wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't need, I don't need you to be my emotional support. I need you to be my head coach. Okay. Right. I said, I need you to tell me what to do. And I need you to look me in the eye and be like, Jesse. We fucking got this, right, right? Right. And that's exactly her personality. So we, it was perfect. And we had, we had met for several more months. We had, we had gone through all of these, you know, different like, um, like uh, pain uh, release and therapy, uh, different like uh, postures. You massage and, your perineum. No, oh, no. <laughs> you didn't go. Ranko did later that night, but no. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> She definitely, like, you know, she went, she she taught us, you know, all these different, like, pain release methods, you know, that she would do and that Rinko could do. And and then, of course, COVID hit. And mm-hmm. she, we found out the day before I went into labor that my doula couldn't come in with me. And so the night that I went into labor, she came over to the house. And, of course, all I'm thinking is there's this deadly pandemic and we're all going to die. Should I have this baby at home? We're all going to die. This is, okay, this is April when shit really hit the fan right, in right, America. Right, right, right. And so we don't know anything, right? People are dropping like flies. And there's no scientific evidence right. at this point. And so we don't know anything. And so it's all fear-based. And so I'm like, if I go to the hospital where other people are getting tested for COVID, am I going to get it? Is my baby going to get it? Are we going right. to die? And so I had this whole plan, this whole birth plan. And with the other three, I did not have a birth plan. How many pages was your birth plan? It was just one. It was a one sheet. It was simple. Yes, it was simple. But, you know, I I had, you know, I was, we really did have a plan. And so the night that I go into labor, my doula is there at the house with us. She showed up. She came to the house and helped me labor through the night. Um, And then she was like, you already have. A, a an appointment with your OB already scheduled tomorrow morning. She was like, "You've been laboring all night. You need to get some rest. You need to get some sleep because you're you are going to have this baby tomorrow. I need you to sleep right now." And so I was able to get some sleep until about six in the morning, and then we went to the OB and we got there. And it was like she was like, "You're six centimeters. You're good. Go to the hospital right now." But my whole birth plan was fucking thrown out the window. And so I get to the hospital and I'm in. The, the maternity ward. And you know, the maternity ward is pretty busy, right? There's, yeah. there's nurses, people there's have doctors. People every fucking day. Right. There's people walking around. It's loud. It's noisy. It was like the, the what is that show? The Walking Dead? The wait, What is that yeah, show? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's okay. The Walking Dead. I, I'm sorry. I don't know it. It's horrible. That's a horrible description. You, you walk in and it is like The Walking Dead. It's silent. There's no one in the halls. It is like the whole world has stopped. And they showed us to our room. We had to wear masks. It could only be Ranko and I. And I came to my room. The window is, the window is, is, um, the curtain is pulled back from the window. And I look out the window and I see the emergency room. And there was a whole line of people lined up to get tested for COVID. Everybody's in masks. Everybody's in their hazmat suits. Imagine trying to give birth under the situation where you... (laughs) No. Right. It was horrible. So I actually completely sold out my labor. My blood pressure was spiking because mm-hmm. I you was freaking out. I'm totally freaking the fuck out because it's like the end of the world. Yeah. It is like the end of the world. It's the walking dead. It was 
horrific. And so, and I have to say, I have seen a few episodes of The Walking Dead, and that's why I have a reference, because that's what it was like when he wakes up mm-hmm. in that first episode. Mm-hmm. In the hospital? That's what it is like. Oh, God. And it's terrifying. And so, but what was amazing was that, so Ranko and I have always had a ton of people in the room with us when we gave birth, because, you know, it was either my mom or my sister or my best friend or whatever. We always had a ton of people in the room with really? us. Really? Yeah, we did. And this was the first time it was just us. Because it had to be. And it was my midwife, who was amazing, and the couple of nurses that we had. We actually ended up getting the charge nurse because they had so many patients because it was like a full moon or something. They mm-hmm. were they, they had no rooms left. The charge nurse, who's normally not supposed to take patients, had to take patients. Wow. And she had been like doing this for like 30 years. She was amazing. And so she looked at me and she was like, because I wanted an all-natural birth. I wanted to feel everything. Okay, I know. You're laughing at me and you're rolling your eyes. <laughs> I, ab- I look, commend you for your idea. I just wanted idea. to see what it was like, Beth. I understand. I, I get it. And I was like, I'm never going to do this again. I want to see no. what it's like. And I had done I had done marketing in the, in the sort of the natural birth space. And so I was very curious what it was like. And all these women talking about this euphoric, oh, yeah, yeah, incredible yeah. experience. Right? And so, and this is my daughter. The only girl I'm ever going to bring into this, this world. This feels very like... Pocahontas <laughs> It is. Like you really should have just been in a field, like in in your yard. What is that song that I'm thinking of with Pocahontas? Just around the riverbed. <laughs> I look once more just around the riverbed. Here on the shore. Yes. It was very Pocahontas. <laughs> Waiting there for me. Do know what's more. charge nurse was like she was like look you're, I'm gonna, first of all I'm going to close these blinds because you don't need to see this oh. your blood pressure is really high I know you wanted to have a natural birth she was like let's go ahead get the epidural and get the Pitocin and let's just send you home okay we need to get you out of here and we need to get you home and I was like good nurse good nurse she's amazing I was like you're absolutely right okay so so previously with my three boys I've had this experience with with uh, anesthesiologists who come in to do your epidural. If he's a really nice guy, he fucking sucks at yep. the shot. Yep. If he's a dick, he's amazing. Great. Great okay. So this is, what I, this is what I'm gauging, right? So when he walks in to do my epidural with Ava, and he's nice. You're like, fuck. I literally start shaking so hard that my teeth are chattering. And he, Ranko and the nurse are like, you've got to calm down. We can't give you the shot in your spine when you're like this because he's going to paralyze you. You know what's so like, okay. You're like, that, that just makes this even better. But he was this fucking amazing guy who not only was a nice guy, but was amazing at his job. Did you find out if he was single? Or? <laughs> I should have. <laughs> he was, and he was cute. Damn. 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 He was so cute and so kind. And so, it's the best epidural I've ever had. Okay, so ladies, those of you who've had an epidural, you know that fucking sucks. You know the needle is like a foot long, and it's scary and awful. So when I say that it's the best epidural I've ever had, I I mean, you have to imagine, like, it was. Yeah, it must it have was, been nice. It My was. fourth one sucked a dick. It was. Oh. It was horrible. Yeah, so bad. So that's the story for another day. Okay. So I was able to get like an hour of sleep, and then a fucking contraction woke me up, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Because <laughs> the, the the anesthesiologist was like, "Look, I want you to be able to feel when you need to push. I don't want you to feel a lot of pain." 
but I want you to be able to feel you're pushing. Okay. And so he gave me enough to where I was able to get some rest and calm down and get my blood pressure to lower. But then the contraction woke me up and the nurse was like, let me just check you. Let's see where you are. Cause that was a big one. And so she checked me and she's like, oh, you're 10 centimeters. So that's why it hurts. So we're going to start pushing. And I'm like, I'm not ready. I need to put any more juice. So I'm like pushing the button, you know, where you get more juice. And she was like, oh, no, honey. That's going to take like 10 or 15 minutes to start working. We have to push now. Yeah. So like the midwife like barely bolted in the room. So it was kind of nice because it had a little bit of Did hybrid. Did just like shoot right out of your vagina after four kids? Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. It happens yeah. like that, ladies. But I felt her. I felt every it's part so of it. It's fucking weird. Or like she pops out of you yeah it's, it's like almost a cork <laughs> it's like a tooth being pulled yeah and then taking the best dump of your life it's the great <laughs> it's so relieving it really to like, have a baby <laughs> yeah that's so gross <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it's like it is the strangest most amazing feeling yeah it's like well, like I said, it's like pulling a tooth. You can feel them. Like, come on, so come teeth, on. So I can't. So teeth really freak me out. So I've never pulled one. And when my kids look, look, when my kids were like, "Hey, mom, I lost a tooth. Should I put it under my pillow for the tooth fairy?" I was like, "The tooth fairy doesn't exist. That thing in your hand is disgusting. Throw it away, and I'll give you five dollars." <laughs> I'm not lying. Oh, it was my so gross. They freak me out. No, I have friends. Mm-hmm. I have a friend, Carrie. She lived down the street from me in Seattle, and her daughter lost her first tooth, and she was so grossed out that she it's sent disgusting. her to my house it's so I could pull it out for it's her. so disgusting. Now I she's in take- college. She lived mm-hmm. a very healthy and happy life. There you go. I can't take it. <laughs> can't do teeth. Can't do it. Have you seen those ugly dolls where people send their kids' teeth in and they sew them into the doll? Are you fucking kidding it's me? Like a voodoo Listen, doll. that's fucking natural. I think, like, every now and then I'll find a tooth from a kid in my house that I put somewhere to hide after the tooth fairy came. And I'm like, gross, and I'll throw it away. Like, I don't need my kid's teeth. No, look, Beth, look. (gasps) Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't think that's a real thing. You guys, go Google tooth doll. And you will have images. It is so disturbing. It will horrify you for the rest of your life. Why would anyone... (laughs) Why would anyone do that? Why would they I do don't that? Know. And the dolls themselves are creepy enough, but then with the teeth, mm. the children's teeth. Oh, it's like a serial it's killer. Like a, yeah, yeah, it's yes. terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. Make a fucking necklace, why don't you? So I told Gross. my kids, I was like, "The tooth fairy's not real. Throw that shit away. I'll go give you five dollars." <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, when you think about it, the tooth fairy's kind of gross. It's disgusting. It's like. Why is this bitch collecting teeth? It's so mad. She's a serial killer, that's why. <laughs> She's a sociopath. All right. I get your I'm catching your drift in this respect. Oh my but God. that is that, that picture right there. Yeah. It's terrible. That, that will haunt my dreams tonight. Oh, we're gonna put it on Instagram. We, we will put this on Instagram so you guys can see what we're talking about. It's called a tooth doll. I can hear it. Like I can hear it talking to like. me. It sounds like this. It sounds like this. <laughs> hey. How are you doing? It sounds like fucking Fireman Jim from from uh, oh, from so a living bad. color, Jim Carrey, the oh, fireman guy, <laughs> with his teeth all yes. like, nah, 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 nah. tie it on, tie it on, got <laughs> fire, I'm gonna fire. It's so terrible. Oh my god. <laughs> so we need to do a whole episode about birth stories. Great. I want to hear all yours. Me too. So you just heard mine with Ava, and it was actually really nice because after I gave birth, it was just Rinko and I. 
And we'd always had like a ton of people around us and a ton of visitors. But this well, spoiler time, alert, all of mine were just Rob and I. Yeah. Nobody ever came. Yeah, because you didn't want them or because they didn't want to? Well, we lived in Seattle for three of them. Oh, sure. Okay. okay. And my parents were there for most of them, but they came after. Okay. The baby was born. Yeah. Because they watched our other kids. Yeah. And then here, my niece watched our kids while we went and had Eddie. Oh, shit. And okay. she came to the hospital the next day. So it's okay. always just been me and Rob in the room. Yeah. No, we've always had a people. Yeah, I don't people. want people to see my vagina. Well, my mom's a midwife. I know. So I feel my like... My mom is not. <laughs> my mother is not a midwife. And for all I know, yeah. I am the immaculate conception queen. <laughs> I don't are. want my parents to be like, you've you had are. sex and I have seen your vag. Right. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. She did. No. She that's saw not my. No. You're... It's like polar opposite. My best friend has seen it. My sister has seen it. Yeah. I mean, my best friend's seen it, but not like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. It's funny when you get older and you meet girlfriends and it's like, you know what? Here's my boobs. Here's my ass. I don't care. I don't have time to protect myself. I need to change. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do a whole episode just on birth stories. All right, guys, look. We've been talking to you a long time. Yes. Hammered in the closet. (laughs) We are so in love with you guys and so thankful that you guys come every week to listen to us yammer on. I know. Because it's amazing. It we're, we're a fucking delight. We hope that you guys think this. <laughs> we really do. So make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, please. Yes, please. Um, share, share, share. Yes. And make sure to please look. I know that the iOS 14 update really fucked up the Apple iPod. Have you noticed how the Apple iTunes it's no. it's so it's such a different interface now and it's so weird. So you can't really like technically subscribe to a podcast anymore. You can follow them. So I don't know how that That's works. That's how it on is on favor. Spotify. Okay. So That's follow the same us. Thing. Follow us. Follow us on all the things. Please. And That's how we my favorite thing, even if it's a bad one, I don't care. So far so good. But write a review on iTunes. I love reading that. Me stuff. too. Even We've if got you're like ones. these two women are ridiculous and should be committed yeah, yeah i'd be happy to read that me too for sure we've gotten some good really good reviews we so have far. so i i hope people enjoy listening to us yeah. tell us what you think i want yeah, to know me too all right guys so soon we've got some really cool things coming up um we have a podcast interview with kim gravel we're going to be on her podcast which is very very cool oh we're it's so entertaining we're super excited she is absolutely phenomenal go follow her her <laughs> podcast is called lol with Kim, Kim Cravel. And she's amazing. She is so funny and delightful. So we're going to be on her podcast at Kim, the end I of June. I want to be friends with your friend. Yes. I want to be. need to hook up. Yeah, we all need to go. We all need to hang out. And we've got some really cool interviews with some moms lined up. So um, it's going to be a fun summer. It will be a fun summer. I know. I'm excited. So thank you guys all for sticking with us. Yes. Thank you for sticking with us, for hanging out. Yeah. Hello to all the family members of mine that listen. I love you so much. And look, we're going to put the tooth doll on Instagram. And also, I'm going to put my old-fashioned recipe up there because we've had two. Yeah. We're going to have three soon. And they're phenomenal. And... I'm going to make up a voice for the tooth doll and put it on the internet. Yes, that's what we're going to do. So go Google tooth doll. Okay, guys? No, it's All right. Until not ne- now. It's, it's scary. It's bad. All right. Until next week, we love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week, okay? Bye. All right. Bye.